Hi guys, good morning and welcome back to another episode of Medic Mornings. I'm your host Fiona and today I'm going to be talking about Grey's Anatomy, which is my absolute favorite comfort show right now. I've watched it around like two years ago, so I'm pretty familiar with all the characters. Uh, I've watched up to season eight and refuse to go any further than that because <laughs> that's when it started going downhill. Um, I'm going to be talking about the perceptions of Grey's Anatomy within the medical community as well as what they represent inaccurately, perhaps any of the unethical scenarios within there. It's going to be a ride. So buckle up and let's get started. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to be talking about is why people hate other people who watch Grey's Anatomy. And this is especially especially as a pre-medical student. So I remember when I was pre-med, like, I feel like whenever I said, oh, I love watching Grey's Anatomy, I would also get a lot of, like, reactions like, oh, you're just going into medicine just because you watch Grey's Anatomy. And I think there's always that perception that when someone watches Grey's Anatomy they they don't understand the idealistic you know the glorified and the rose-tinted perception of medicine and that is completely not true you can watch a tv show while understanding that it's not the case in real life you can also watch a tv show just for fun and you don't have to like make everything your career and you can watch tv shows like just for fun, just for humor, just for bants, just for jokes. You don't have to you don't have to take it so seriously. And I have two reasons why I think people hate pre-meds who watch Grey's Anatomy. And the first one is that they think you're in it for the luxurious, the hot, sexy scenes, the relationships and how glorified it is. So I know in Grey's Anatomy, like it's probably the number one medical TV show. I know another one called Chicago Med is a lot more realistic but Grey's Anatomy is so popular because it fits in with a narrative that doctors are so sexy medicine is such a you know such a sexy profession and in reality it's that's not true at all but people think that you go in for the money for everything that Grey's portrays which is not the case in real life the second reason why people hate pre-meds who enjoy Grey's Anatomy is because of medical people being a hundred percent altruistic and I think that because the show is portrayed as very dramatic and very romanticized that people think that pre-meds are only in it for that kind of lifestyle and in a career where you're supposed to give your all your 110% to your patients to the safety of your patients and to prioritize them over everything including yourself that is seen as selfish I think that's also another reason why like actual medical people hate Grey's Anatomy so much is because it depicts it in such a different light that the public really doesn't know the extent to which healthcare is so different and so far stretched from what it's actually portrayed as. I mean, TV shows like Grey's Anatomy just undermine the entire profession. So it's actually okay to be selfish in your medical career. I think 
putting yourself first and putting what you're good at first and putting your mental health and prioritizing yourself over patience is definitely a mindset that everyone should have honestly I think that I've talked about this before but medicine people are held to a higher standard than the rest of the population competitiveness and jealousy and like just comparison in general is such a big thing within the medical community and a lot of people will do whatever it takes to scorn you to put you down and if it takes just a silly little show a silly little tv show to put you down then they take that as an opportunity and so for my medicine girlies out there keep watching Grey's Anatomy keep fantasizing and romanticizing it because life is too short to not watch the tv shows you like and yeah I just love like even as a medical student I feel like in the future I'll just have a rough day at work and really struggle with medical school but when I come home I'm going to have this comfort show um, eat my dinner watch a bit of Grey's Anatomy and it's going to be such a fun life I feel like this part is going to have a lot of spoilers so if you haven't watched past season eight then uh, this is not the episode for you so just click away but if you do like spoilers or if you've already watched the entire like eight seasons then keep listening so the first scenario that really irked me and what prompted me to start this episode is when Izzy cut the LVAD wire and basically I don't know exactly what the LVAD wire does I think it's something to do with like the heart and it's like a artificial pacemaker or something like that um feel free to correct me but basically when she cut the LVAD wire she just said she quit and then she left but then she persuaded the chief of surgery to come back and she just got a slap on the wrist like honestly that is so absurd I feel like that just shows the general public who are watching this that they don't get reprimanded at all she had the wrong intention and a malicious not a malicious but a definitely a very unethical decision to put Denny Touquette, the patient, under so much pain and his heart literally stopped and she as a provider definitely abused her position. So I'm surprised that she even got out of jail. Like she didn't even have her medical license removed. She was still able to become a practitioner, a physician and honestly in real life I think she would definitely have gone through the legalities, went to medical court. Literally, it's insane how she even got away with that and was able to start practicing within like two weeks. Anyways, the second scenario that I feel like is a very prominent theme within the show is sex in on-call rooms. And I know it sounds like it looks insane, I mean, well, I definitely know in reality on call rooms are like no one has the time or energy to actually have sex in them. But I mean, I'm pretty sure there are stories of people 
doing frisky things <laughs> in encore rooms but nowadays I feel like everyone's just so tired and so ready to go home to their spouses to their significant others who are actually waiting for them at home and especially since like even if you date another doctor or marry another doctor it's very rare that your um, schedules like align I'm sure like there are issues with um, you know making sure your annual leave is at the same time you take the same weekends off but oftentimes it's very hard because basically in the UK in medicine you have different rotations at different hospitals I'm pretty sure so it's oftentimes you are at different hospitals even if you go to the same medical school even if you have the same like deanery so it would be very hard to align your schedules yeah that's another thing like everyone in the tv show is so unloyal like the person with the longest standing relationship is just Meredith and Derek and everyone else is just like hopping around with each other everyone slept with everyone and that's just insane to me like never never would that happen in real life especially with not with like medical professionals like get yourself together Okay, the next one is that everyone seems to be extremely promiscuous, attractive, and single. Okay, in America, I understand that they're interns, right? So they're going to be um, four years of undergrad, four years of medical school, and then they're going to be interns after that. But a lot of the time, they take gap years, so like average two gap years. So that would be, wait, let me do the math. They are 29 in the show when they're interns, 29 years old. And I'm not saying that all 29-year-olds medical interns have to be single, but there's a very big chance that a large percentage of medical interns are going to be married or in a long-standing relationship. And I can't believe that like all the main characters were single at the beginning of the show like that is just completely unrealistic and it's very difficult to imagine that they don't have you know they haven't met their significant other in college or university or medical school yeah that is strange (laughs) okay the fourth weird thing that is completely wrong and wouldn't happen in real life is that they're choosing what specialty they're going into so I remember in the beginning Christina was like I'm gonna do cardiothoracics and Meredith didn't know what she wanted to do but like it's insane that they're choosing specific specialties when they're interns Uh, in the UK basically you have rotations and this is when during foundation year one and foundation year two you choose specific specialties that you want to try and you're going to spend four to six weeks in those rotations and then you're going to switch specialties after four to six weeks so they don't have the authority or the power or the you know they're not allowed to pick and choose what specialty they want to do they always seem like they're complaining like I have to do scut work Mm, that's what all interns do they most of them just do like administrative work typing out notes patient notes and patient um, reports and generally 
I don't know about America, but I think that even as an intern, even in your chosen specialty, like surgery, they don't have the authority to be like choosing cases that they want to do, like stealing each other's cases. Like that's just not a thing. And it's very strange to me, but I guess they have to make that for TV. So it makes for good TV and shows that they have some kind of authority over, oh, you stole my case, that kind of thing. Okay, number five, the fifth thing in Grey's Anatomy that is completely wrong is that in real life, hospitalists don't wait in the emergency department to wait for ambulances. In Grey's Anatomy, there's a lot of waiting around, like waiting for a trauma or waiting at the helipad, like the helicopter pad. And I just found that really strange because doctors definitely do not have the time to be waiting around, to be waiting for the next, you know, accident, the next gunshot wound or something. So, yeah. Lastly, I thought this was pretty funny, but definitely Izzy would never have been able to, like, spend that many resources on a deer. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that scene where there was a deer who was like injured and she had to like bring her interns along with her not only did she use those resources on a deer a freaking deer but she also wasted time and effort and like learning time for those interns um i know i would be pissed if my um consultant decided to bring me out to save a deer's life but she also like wasted a lot of human resources I don't know if that's the correct way to say it but those interns are the workforce so in the NHS that would definitely never happen you know everywhere is understaffed that would just not happen Um, and also Izzy in general was so like such a lousy doctor like honestly do you remember that time when she ordered these unnecessary like scans for a patient Um, she ordered like different ct scans and everything it was so weird just to like she ordered a bunch of different scans to prove a point when they were trying to see like who has the best case for the whole day and who would get the sparkle pager or something but yeah okay now i'm going to be talking about the ethics in Grey's anatomy and why it was such an issue because a lot of unethical things just went past our noses and we just completely ignored it. Okay, so the first thing is Alex and his relationship with the patient. Also, there's a lot of scenarios where doctors are having relationships with patients, which is completely, completely wrong. There is just a power dynamic that is you know, imbalanced and it's so easy to be in that position of abuse. Um, I remember Izzy's relationship with Denny Duquette and that was just extremely like unethical because as a provider and as a physician, you have to have a professional boundary, which is definitely blurred when you're pursuing a romantic relationship with them. So you have, it's really difficult to provide diagnosis to provide medication and to see the patient in an objective light when you are in a romantic relationship because of your proximity with them you're obviously going to think of them similar to your family and that's the same rule 
of doctors not being able to diagnose and prescribe for their family is because lines are so blurred and you're going to you know exaggerate or underestimate or see symptoms differently so yeah I think that was completely unethical and it's a very common theme in the show I think it's just to keep the audience watching and engaging the next unethical scenario is when Dr. Addison Shepard um, so Dr. Shepard's wife told Izzy to keep the baby alive till the morning um, but the baby died and then the next morning Izzy told Addison that the baby died and then Addison said she knew the baby was going to die but she told Izzy after that this was a learning experience to not be so emotionally attached to patients because Izzy had like a track record of you know being very involved with her patients um, Addison made up this whole thing to just teach Izzy a lesson and that is so 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 unethical first off I feel like as Izzy I would be hurt but I would also empathize deeply with the baby's mother and father because imagine your parents and you have a newborn baby at the hospital and you realize that it died not only did it die it died as a teaching lesson to a new intern I think what's most unethical in this scenario is that Addison didn't notify the parents before the baby died um, she had knowledge of this she knew that the baby was going to die um, because of its its terminal illness or something but she didn't notify the family which is the first thing you should kind of do when you have a prognosis for the patient which is the baby and the parents could have spent their 12 hours that Izzy was trying to look after the baby to actually spend time with their baby those 12 precious hours could have been spent a bit more differently and I think that's why she was unethical because she withheld those prognosis her results um her predictions of what might happen to the patient and she treated it as a life lesson as something that could be easily discarded and have little emotional attachment to and I feel like it's really hard for me to describe the feeling but it's just completely and morally and ethically wrong also you know how um medical students and shadowing work experience placements uh whenever you're shadowing a gp the gp always has to say i have a student here with me today do you mind if they sit and listen and watch you you know watch the entire interaction that's what happened at my work experience placement anyway but i know that in hospital placements as well you have to tell the patient that there is a learning opportunity for the student watching and shadowing and being involved with your treatment of the patients and they always have to give their verbal consent so I feel like that was also a poor decision made by Addison where she didn't obtain the parents consent which obviously 
they have to give consent because they are the parents and they are the legal guardian and the baby has no decision making abilities for themselves so obviously the parents have to give consent and that's probably the biggest issue here to a lesser extent I feel like Izzy having that emotional trauma and you know not knowing this was a learning experience but being put through that traumatic turmoil with the baby dying in her hands as an intern while Addison knew the entire time that the baby was going to die it's just incredibly upsetting for both Izzy and the baby's parents Okay, the fourth unethical scenario that I really want to talk about is the unauthorized unauthorized autopsy by Izzy and Christina. This is hilarious when I first watch it, but honestly, an unauthorized autopsy is the best way to be sued, <laughs> to go and have your medical license revoked. And I say that because there are so many boundaries that are crossed first off the patient's family specifically and explicitly said that they don't want an autopsy to be performed I feel like the whole like autonomy beneficence non-maleficence justice the four pillars can be applied here but very loosely since this is not the patient it's the patient's family but first autonomy I think because the patient is already dead so the family has to apply autonomy so they have you know their opinions um, which must be followed as a provider you're not able to force them or coerce them into anything so doing the autopsy was unethical because they explicitly said no but beneficence actually in the end it kind of benefited them because they found that there was some kind of genetic which altered them and it could be passed down um, to family members but that was still unethical because in terms of non-maleficence even though the patient was already dead it is harming in that it ruins the reputation of medicine in public and it undermines the role of uh, free will it undermines the role of um, physicians being unrespected and loses the public's trust and justice I don't think really is applicable to this so even though Christina and Izzy found that there was some kind of complication with genetics and they were like oh we saved your life today but it's still inexcusable and they totally should have sued okay the next and last unethical scenario that I'm going to be talking about today is the DNR for Izzy during her cancer. So basically, Izzy had a do not resuscitate um, order, I think. As far as my memory goes, I think she had, um, when she had cancer, she had a do not resuscitate. But then Alex Karev, her boyfriend and doctor, when she was in like respiratory distress or something or like cardiac arrest um he decides to keep doing chest compressions and that's just 
the first thing as a physician there's so many boundaries here first of all he should not have been in that room because he had a romantic relationship with her and he obviously cares for her deeply then that would override his mental abilities to think as a physician and to think as her provider first and foremost and he just completely like disregards her decision to do a dnr DNRs are put in place for a reason, especially since she was at stage four cancer. She was a terminally ill patient. You know, this is something that people don't usually take very lightly. During chest compressions, there are many other injuries that can form that can harm the patient. So, for example, displaced ribs you can actually break their ribs or their sternum which can directly injure the heart and the lungs and that is definitely something that is taken into account when signing a dnr so by disregarding the dnr alex also puts his own selfish needs yeah even though it's extremely romantic at first glance i feel like it's just very idealistic and in real life he would probably have lost his medical license he knew exactly what he was doing yet he just chose to break all the ethical boundaries all right so that's the end of my rant for today um i hope you enjoy listening to my very cringy long explanation of why Grey's Anatomy is still the best show despite all of its flaws and its unethical scenarios and all of its inaccuracies I still love it Um, if you enjoyed please remember to follow me on Instagram at the mediocre doctor and at medic mornings I do a lot of Q&A's so make sure that you follow to keep an eye for that make sure to check out my website themediocredoctor.square.site if you want to purchase my notes or contact me or dm me remember all my dms are always open and yeah that's it for today see you next time bye bye